Hi, and welcome back to our broadcast. If you have your Bible with you, we're going to be looking in Psalms chapter 50. And in this Psalms, uh, this is a, actually a Psalm of Asaph. And um, in, in this Psalm, he's talking about the, how the, the sacrifices that the people of Israel are making, or they're making these sacrifices unto the Lord. And, and the Lord is telling them what he's really requiring of them. They're making these sacrifices and he's saying, look, you're doing a good job at continually making these sacrifices. You're sacrificing unto me. But what is it that I really desire of you? What is it you, you bring sacrifices and offerings and because you're sorrow for, sorry for what you've done and you're, and you're honoring the Lord and you're being, uh, you're being consistent in worship and, and bringing before the Lord and honoring that he is the Lord God and you're doing this. But what exactly am I required of? What do you think is happening when you bring these sacrifices? When you bring these sacrifices of animals, do you think that is really what is pleasing to me? Do you think that is what I desire? Do I eat of these? I don't need the, the flesh of, of animals to eat. If I could, if I was hungry, he's, he goes on to say, if I was hungry, I could eat uh, of, of anything on the earth. It's all mine. And I, I, I know where everything is and it all belongs to me. But, but you're bringing this to me as if the, to feed me, that's not what feeds me. But what God is asking of, what he's requiring of is, he goes on to say is, is a being thankful to the Lord, having a heart of thankfulness, a heart of, of thanksgiving and, and coming to the Lord, being thankful for who he is, a pure heart before the Lord. That's what God desires. God desires a relationship. He desires that you coming to God with thankfulness, not just uh, repenting all the time or coming before the Lord and, and telling God everything you've done wrong and all. Yes, repentance is part of our life. Just like when they, when they brought the sacrifices, that was their repentance. They were offering blood for the, the, the sin that they had committed and their wrongdoings. And they knew there was a price that would have to be paid. And when they brought those sacrifices and, and sacrificed those animals, seeing something die for what they did, seeing something is life being taken because of their sin. And it, it, it humbles you because you're seeing this innocent animal that did nothing wrong, but yet, it's paying a price for what you did and see what they didn't realize at the time was that's exactly what God was doing with his son, Jesus Christ, sending him to be the one that sacrificed and, and was punished, gave his life for something he didn't do. He was innocent, but it was for us, for our wrongdoing. And so the Lord is saying, you're bringing these sacrifices and yes, you're you're doing these things and continually before me, but what is it I truly desire of you? For you to have a thankful heart, to honor me, and not only to have thankfulness, but for you to honor the vows before me, to keep my promises and keep my vows, keep my covenant, for you to not just do the sacrifice and then go on living however you want to live or acting like you're holy, acting like you're righteous, but yet not living it out. He said, that's more important to me. And that's what this Psalm brings out. And we'll read, uh, we'll read this and you'll see this when, as we begin to read this. And uh, I had originally started, I, I may go into this in the next broadcast, but I originally, when I was thinking of this scripture in, in verse 15, sometimes we take a scripture and it, and it speaks to us right out of the middle of, of it really is out of context. It's, it, it says something to us that is not in context with everything else. But that's part of how God's word works because God's word is living and it's alive and it, it, it speaks to us wisdom. It speaks to us insight, even though it may not be talking about that exact thing that when we read that scripture, 
but it says something to us and it becomes alive to us. And then all of a sudden we go, wow, you know, I, I need to, to work on this. But that, that scripture in verse 15, um, and I'll go ahead and read this. And I know I'm, uh, again, I'm jumping right ahead of everything. But he says, then call on me. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Then call on me when you're in trouble and I will rescue you and and you will give me glory. I will rescue you and you'll give me glory because I brought you out of the situation you called upon me for. And but when I was thinking about uh, a situation that happened with a friend of mine where their apartment had caught on fire and not sorry, not their apartment, but uh, an apartment in their building. And it really just overwhelmed them. It shook them up because here there's a fire going on. What's happening? What's, you know, all of a sudden their mind began to go to all the, the, you know, the possibilities that could happen. And it was really all the bad possibilities. Usually when something happens, it is the, it's not the good possibilities that just overwhelm our mind. It's usually the negative possibilities. What could go wrong? What else could happen? What could be worse? How much worse could it get? So all of these things were going through their mind. Well, there's a, there's a, the firemen are downstairs and there's, there's smoke in the building. Is it, is it going to, is it going to, am I going to lose everything? Is it going to burn up my whole, uh, our whole building and with our apartment in it? Am I going to have a place to stay? Am I, what am I going to do? All of a sudden, before anything has ever happened, all of a sudden you're, you're trying to figure out your mind goes to that quickly from a, there's a fire, firemen are here to, I've got to find another place to live. And none of that in between is even happening. You know, the, the, the thoughts start rolling just like that. The firemen are at the door. There, there's smoke in the building. There's fire. If they're able to get it out, uh, even if they are able to get it out, is it going to, you know, am I going to wake up in the middle of the night and, and, and they're, they've missed something and now the, it's caught on fire again. And then my place is on fire and, and am I, am I going to be able to wake up in time? Uh, or, um, uh, if, if they do get it out, uh, and how much damage has it done? Has it gone up? Is, are they going to be able to get it out in time? Am I going to have to find another place to live? Where am I going to live? How am I going to do this? How am I going to get my stuff? What am, where am I going to go? I don't know. What, all of a sudden, all of these things just begin to pop, 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 pop. And it's, and it's usually all negative. It's taking you to a dark place, taking you to the worst scenario, taking you to the worst situation. And your, your thoughts are taking you to now all of a sudden you're, you're calling people or you're trying to figure out where am I going to stay? What am I going to do? How am I going to, uh, you know, uh, recoup my, you know, how am I going to get clothes back? How am I going to get food? What am I, I don't know. And none of that is even necessary. You don't even have to do that, but your mind takes you to that place where you're already planning, figuring out, trying to, to work out something that is not even, not even necessary. And the, and, and when I talk to this person on the phone, you know, I, you know, the first thing that comes to me is, all right, let's calm down. First, let's pray. Calm down. Is it that bad? Let's ask the Lord. Well, first assess the situation. You know, you're like, uh, calm down, you know, see where you're at because you're not in immediate danger. Or you, if you are, then all right, well, let's pray. But the firemen had already, were already there and, and we're already taking care of things. So it wasn't a fire going on that, but you know, we, we stop and say, okay, calm down. The Lord is, you know, with you. God always takes care of you. God always takes care of what's going on. Let's stop and just settle down and then ask of the Lord. Lord, is do I need to do anything? Is there anything? Can I help in any way? Do I need to help anyone? They'd already gotten other people out of the apartment. And, and then after it was over, then we pray again for the people that actually were in the fire, actually had uh, got burnt and and 
and had some minor burn. I, I think it was minor burns or some burns on their, uh, from trying to put the fire out or whatever happened. And, you know, now they've got to deal with this place. So prayer needs to go to them. It needs to go up, Lord, and we thank you for helping them, protecting them, and, and God giving them peace of mind, and that, Lord, you, you turn this thing around, what could have been, what could have taken their lives, but now they're, they're in the middle of this, they're still dealing with this. God, give them peace. Give them peace in their mind and peace in their soul, that, Lord, that they don't have to be afraid to go back into their apartment. They don't have to fear or wake up in the middle of the night with, with this, uh, you know, maybe some, uh, uh, you know, like a stress disorder or, or that they're not able to sleep, you know, post-traumatic stress from an, from something that happened that they're able to, you know, are they going to be able to sleep well at night? So these people need prayer. But the first thing that we need to do is we need to go to God. We need to honor him. Why? Because he will rescue us. In verse 50, uh, 15 in the passage translation, it says, honor me by trusting in me in your day of trouble Cry aloud to me, and I will be there to rescue you. So whenever a situation arises up, the first thing that needs to come to our mind is to call upon the name of the Lord. Those that call upon the name of the Lord, all who call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. So when we're, when we're in a situation, the first thing that we need to do, the first response, you know, the world talks about first responders well, the first thing that we need to do is we need to honor God and we need to respond to him. The first, our first response needs to be, God, I'm talking to you. And in saying that, I need to be quiet and we need to, I need to go ahead and pray because I'm going ahead and running on and not starting this out with prayer. So let me go ahead and pray and then we'll get back into this. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we worship you and we thank you. God, that you are our source. We thank you, Lord God, for revealing to us, Lord God, the hidden wisdom things of your word. Thank you, God, for caring enough about us that, Lord, that you had people to write this and you had you had them guard over it and watch over this to, to write this and to take care of this and, and to, to guard it and protect it so that it would be here for our future. You inspired people to write the words that you wanted us to hear. And Father, I thank you Lord God, that as we learn from your word and as we learn insights and we learn more of who you are, God, that our life becomes better. And Father, we honor you today and we give you thanks, Lord, for, for revealing to us and showing us what you want us to know, what you, what you are speaking to our heart. Lord, so many of us are in different uh, situations and Lord, everybody faces something different, but yet it's similar. And Lord God, you are there to help us through them all. Whatever we're facing, whatever situation we're in, you're there to help us. And Father, we thank you that you never leave us and you never forsake us. In the name of Jesus, amen. So in, as uh, in verse uh, 15, now I can get back into this to, to make it a priority. I was talking about the first responders. You know, the world has first responders. They have those that are first on the scene and, and they have, a, they have a, 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 not a roll call, but they have, they have a, a checklist of priorities. They have a, they have a, um, I can't think of the word, the word I'm thinking of is as they, as they do this, they, they have a checklist. They go down through this. They have a plan. They, they know if, if this happens, I respond to this way. If this happens, I respond this way. So they're, they're trained to respond to the situation for whatever it is. And if they find themselves in a situation they've never been in before, then that's when they, they need to, they need wisdom. And that's when they need God on their side. They need the wisdom of God 
in a situation they've never been in before, but they'll stop and they'll think, or they'll ask, maybe they'll ask their coworker, what should we do? Let's stop and think about this. Not even realizing, and people don't even realize this, when they stop to try to figure out a situation and something comes to their mind, where did that come from? Do they think they're, they're so smart that, oh, I just stopped and it just came to me. Oh, wow. I just, I just knew what to do. I'm so smart. <laughs> no. Where did the wisdom come from? You stopped in a moment and God in his grace and mercy was there to give you wisdom because you stopped long enough to, to, for your mouth to stop moving, your brain to stop, stop thinking. You stopped long enough for there to be a blank space there. And God says, Hey, do this. And a, and the thought comes to you in the middle of a, a situation that you needed to help somebody or you needed a, a you know, something that was crazy going on and you didn't know what to do and you and you were free froze stuck because you're like ah you're panicking and then all of a sudden the thought comes where does that thought come it comes from god it comes from his the holy spirit through his grace and mercy giving you wisdom in that moment and most people don't even honor him or or, or acknowledge that it came from him it was like wow man you're pretty lucky whoa you're it's a good thing you thought of that that you thought of that like like as if you came up with it Listen, God is always trying to reach people. He's always speaking. But the problem is, is that things in this world and our, our own thoughts, our own mind, our own mouth, and the voices around us are usually louder than his. And we don't stop to honor him. We don't stop to, to ask of him for that wisdom, for that insight. And he gives us that through his word. He tells us that as we study the Bible and as we read of, of the, those that went on, went before us and those that were our heroes of the faith, as we read what they went through and we see how, how that God moved on in their lives and in their situation, even through their mistakes, through their failures. But we see how God brought them out even when they blew it, even when they were at their worst. If they just would turn back to God and acknowledge Him, God always brought them out. But if, if anyone that truly repents truly repents before to the Father. They turn their heart back to God. God never will turn you away. Anyone that truly repents to God, anyone that turns their life to Him, He's not going to reject you because you've gone too far. He's not going to reject you because you have gone too, done too much. You have, have, have crossed the, the line so far that, that God cannot bring you back. If you humble yourself before the Lord, if you turn your life back to Him, if you turn your heart to Him, God will receive you. The, the, the price has already been paid. Christ has already delivered you. It's receiving what He's done for you. So many people in the world, you know, they, when they are, find themselves in a situation, they don't turn to God. They turn to everything else in this world except for Him, not realizing that it is God's wisdom that is in the earth and God's through His Word, through what He's given us, through what He has, has put before us, the, the Word of God that would leap off the page if we read it, the Word of God that will become part of us if we will just under uh, begin to seek after Him and, and understand it and read what, what He says. And when He talks about, um, like in, in the message translation, it says, verse 15, it says, And call for help when you're in trouble. I'll help you and you'll honor me. When you call upon the name of the Lord, God helps you. How is it that you're honoring God? Because other people see the hand of God. When you honor God, when you 
thank Him, when you acknowledge Him, other people see that the Lord has worked on your behalf, that God is the one that worked in your life. When you give, why does God want, is He, is he some egomaniac that He wants the, just everybody to just, you know, give Him credit, give Him credit. He wants all the, listen, why does God want the glory and the credit? Because He wants people to know how good He is and that He loves them and that it's Him that is doing it. He, that he wants people to know when we glorify God, when we honor Him, people see the true heart of God. When we honor God, people see the true heart of the Father. The devil is doing everything he can to try to, to uh, taint his reputation. The devil is doing everything he can to try to destroy a relationship between man and God. He's doing everything. He tries to bring in envy and strife and division and, and hates, hate and, and the, all the things that are going on in the world with the jealousy and with the, with the racism and, and people fighting against each other and nation against nation. Anything he can do to bring up to cause division. <coughs> Excuse me. Anything that he can do to cause division, to keep people from the Father. So when we give glory and we honor God, when we, when, when we are in a situation and we give thanks and we thank the Lord and we honor Him and we tell how that the Lord brought us out of a situation, I was in need, I prayed, and God answered. When we testify, when we tell other people, you know what the Lord did for me? How do you know it was the Lord? Because I know that there's no other way it could happen. Well, that could have been a coincidence. That's, you know, people again take when, when God moves on their behalf and they have got, they have a supernatural intervention that comes by the hand of God. They want to excuse it away by coincidence, by luck, not seeing that God was involved. But people need to know, they need to hear us say, you know, I was in need and, and I know there, nobody else knew of this. I didn't tell a soul except for, the, for my heavenly father. I didn't tell anybody, but I cried out to Jesus. I didn't tell anybody. But when I called upon the Lord, I asked of him. And the next moment, the next day, the, the need was answered. It, it was supplied. Nobody else knew. How was it a coincidence? How, you know, it was God. It was the Lord working on our behalf. So when we find ourselves in situations, our first response, trying to get, I'm trying, I'm getting back to that. Our first response should be to call upon the name of the Lord. Whatever, whatever I'm facing, whatever situation I'm in, whenever that my mind begins to try to take me to a dark place or all of a sudden panic tries to set in, I need to stop, calm myself and say, do the first thing. What's the first thing? The first thing is not to panic. The first thing is not to get in fear. The first thing is not to let my mind just run, but to stop and pray, to stop and call upon the name of the Lord, to stop, let the, the, the checklist be number one, talk to the Father. Number one, seek God. Number one, ask of Him. Number one, get wisdom from God. The first thing that I need to do is to call upon the name of the Lord. And when I come before the Lord and call upon Him, that I know that He's going to rescue me. When I call upon the name of the Lord, when I get God involved, 
I know that God, if, if listen, if I do it myself, if I try to fix it, there's all, there's, there's, there's a lot of ways for uh, messing it up. There's, when I'm trying to fix my situation myself, I got a whole, uh, there's a whole lot of, of ways that I can blow it. But when I get God involved, and I, you know, God never fails. When I get God involved, when I get God, in, when I bring Him into my situation, then one, if there's a, if there's a part, uh, if there's one of my parts in in there that's that's going to keep me from from getting what I need, then the Lord will show me. He'll show me where I'm where I'm blowing it. He'll show me where I'm what I'm doing to and to stop to plug the hole. He'll show me like, you know, when your boat's sinking and you got, you got 10 holes in there, which one do I hit first? Well, probably the one that's the biggest hole, the one that's letting in the most water. Plug that one first and then work your way around and, and fix the rest of them. But God will show us where the holes are in the boat. And, and so that we can start plugging them and then, okay, God, now what do I do next? What's the next situation? What's the next step? And if God says, Hey, there's no, there's no hole here. You haven't, there's nothing you're doing wrong. It's just the enemy trying to bring waves in. But just let me, trust me, your boat's not going to sink. Trust me, I'm going to keep you afloat. The enemy's just working on you. It's nothing that you've done. It's nothing that you're doing that's wrong. Then if you know you're you're in the clear, you don't need to repent. You don't need to ask for, for anybody to forgive you. You don't need to forgive anyone. You know, sometimes we, you know, we're holding something against somebody else. We're angry at somebody else and we're trying to, to hold on to something. And then we want God to help us. You know, you're, it's like holding on to a, something that's sinking out in the ocean. You're holding on to it as a life preserver. And God's saying, you're going to have to let go of that because that's keeping you from floating. You're going to have to let go of that. You're going to have to release it. So, you know, sometimes we got to release things in, in our lives or with, with other people. We're always dealing with people. And I know I'm, I'm, this is kind of a shotgun <laughs> approach here. I'm, there's so many different things here, but you know, when you, when you look at something in the Bible, God can show you so many different things about it. Um, and you know, in our life, we need God's wisdom. We need answers. We need solutions. And, you know, just taking this one verse that says, call upon the name of the Lord and he'll rescue me. Well, now we can, first we, we, we can get that foundation laid. The first thing I'm going to do is call upon the name of the Lord. And there are things around it. When you, I'm not trying to take this out of context where he's talking about the sacrifices and honoring him and obeying him and being faithful and not being a hypocrite, not, not acting like you're righteous and telling everyone else that you're doing everything right. And really behind the scenes, you're doing the opposite of that. You know, there, we can get into this later, but the, the, the principle of calling upon the name of the Lord is the same. The, the first thing that you do is you honor God by, by calling him up. You know, when you're, if you have children and they're in a, they get into trouble and they call, you know, their friends or their friends' parents before they call you, how does that feel? If they call their, your neighbor, before they call you that they're, they, they were in an accident or they're, they're, uh, stuck somewhere or they're stranded or maybe even nothing that's really in danger. They need help. Maybe they're somewhere they shouldn't be and they want somebody to help them out and they call your neighbor or call somebody else before they call you. How does that feel? It feels like, why didn't you call me? Why didn't, why did you not think to call me? Don't you know that I love you more than anyone else? Why didn't you call me first? Why am I not the first one that you called? 
You don't trust me? You don't trust that I love you? You don't trust that that I would be the one that would stop everything that I'm doing and I would come and pick you up? You know, it's like if if they called five people and and all the the other four were busy and then they got to you and said, well, I've tried everybody else and they couldn't help me. Would you be able to help me? You're like, if you would have called me first, I'd have stopped everything. It don't matter what I'm doing. I would have stopped and came and helped you. And you know, we're earthly. We are, are carnal, worldly, uh, of, the, of the, you know, this world of the sin nature. But who is, who is a better father or parent or someone that we can trust than God is? And when you're in a situation, the first thing that you should be able to do is to call upon him. But if you don't trust him, if you don't trust that he loves you, if you don't trust that he has your best interest at heart, if you don't trust that, then you're going to have a, you're going to call number 10 in line or, or number five in line, four, three, until you get finally, you realize I need to get to God. Let me go ahead and end this in prayer and, and uh, I'm going to try to pick this up on the ne- next broadcast. We'll go on through in verse 50 uh, or Psalms 50 in the next one. And I'll try to bring out the rest of it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for touching people's lives. Lord, we thank you for helping them realize who they are. Lord God, we thank you for strengthening them in whatever situation they're going to, going through, that you are the first one that they can call upon. You're the one to call upon first. And, Father, we thank you that you never... You never uh, uh, your phone line is never busy. You never, you, you're always available. And we're so grateful and thankful, Lord God, to, to know that we can call upon you and you will hear us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us that wisdom and strength and trust that you are who you say you are and you'll never leave us or fail us. In Jesus' name.